Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Overwhelmed Millennial Podcast. My name is Kaden, and I am the Overwhelmed Millennial. Thank you so much for your support last week on my very first episode. And if you're new this week, make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or you can follow on Spotify or subscribe anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. Last week, I uploaded my very first podcast, as you guys know, and it was kind of an unexpected um, experience. I... <laughs> I'm the type of person that will like review things 15 times before I actually post it. Like every photo that I post on Instagram, I kind of overthink literally anything that I'm going to post onto the internet. Like I want to make sure that it's like accurate of what I'm trying to say and you know, just I just overthink it a lot. Last week, I went to go and upload the podcast to Anchor, which is the podcast hosting site that I use. Basically, that means that they just kind of like hold all of your um, podcast files in one place and then they'll distribute it to um, Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, things like that. Last week, it was Wednesday. I went to go and upload the podcast and I was so excited <laughs> and I like put in the description and the title everything set it all up and then I just thought you know what I'm gonna wait an hour come back reread it listen to it one more time and then post it and when I did that I came back and the website was down it was crashed <laughs> there was like a big error message I was like is this kind of fate interjecting and trying to be like hey you don't need to start a podcast like I'm not sure but my podcast last week was about Thanksgiving and I was trying to upload it on Wednesday so that way it would be ready for Thanksgiving right however anchor had other plans for me and the website wasn't back up until 10 p.m that night I'm a grandma so I was already in bed probably asleep honestly or like about to be asleep so I ended up uploading it on Thanksgiving morning um, but I just thought that that was like a really funny thing that happened and then also I was doing some research before uploading the podcast and it said that it could take up to 24 hours to get distributed to like Apple Podcasts and Spotify things like that so I already kind of like assumed that that was going to happen However, whenever I uploaded it, it was taking a long time to get onto Apple Podcasts. And that's where I personally listen to my podcast. So I was like constantly refreshing and like trying to see if it would pop back up. And it never did. And so I was doing further research. And some people said that in their experience, it took up to two weeks to get onto Apple Podcasts. Mind you, my podcast was about Thanksgiving. <laughs> So I was just like, what the actual heck is going on? Like, why is this happening? However, I digress. It ended up going up on Black Friday, whatever. It was my first episode. You live and you learn. It is what it is. And it's kind of a funny story, right? So anyways, that was my first experience uploading a podcast. It was interesting. And, you know, hopefully it's so soothe, smooth sailing from here on out. So I, today, I, I feel like I have a lot to talk about. I actually re recorded this podcast last night. And then so much happened just this morning. I'm recording this at 11am. And so much has happened just today that I had to like redo the podcast just to be able to include all of it. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, the first thing is that Harry Styles posted these beautiful photos. He shot for Variety and he made the cover and everything, but he posted one of the images to his own account, which, you know, not like he posts very often anyway, so I was excited to see it. It's a photo of him like chewing on the end of a banana dressed in this like beautiful suit with this like um, chiffon pleated garment underneath it's just like classic beautiful Harry and his 
caption, ladies and gentlemen, bring back manly men. I'm sorry. What? That's what I'm flipping talking about. I have been wanting to talk about this for like since the whole drama came about. Actually, before that, I wanted to talk about this when the actual Vogue cover came out because as most of you probably know, he was the first um, man to have a solo cover on the U.S. Vogue. He was on the cover wearing a dress. It was beautiful. I love the image. And people were just like, I don't know, like it was so stupid. People were just coming at him for wearing a dress saying like, oh, that's so not manly and like just whatever. And it's just like so dumb because what is manly? You know, like there are men out there that are hunters and fishermen and then there are men out there that are getting um pedicures and then there are men out there who are wearing dresses and then there are also men out there who are chefs and there are also men out there who are artists so what is the boundary like what is that crossover between manly and not manly there is none (laughs) that's that's the takeaway is that there is no like crossover difference you're manly as a man that just is what it is it's just like I don't know I wouldn't necessarily describe myself as girly even though I mean I probably am like kind of stereotypically in a sense but I don't know The, the whole thing is just like hilarious to me and just the feedback that he's gotten and the negative garbage that people are saying is ridiculous and so I just love that he posted this and was like hey here's where I am boom bitches I have nothing further further to say I just um was so in shock by that that obviously I I reposted it to um Instagram but then also there was another image that I saw of him attacking a grapefruit and I just my mouth dropped I was just like jaw to the floor and I had to like take a second and be like okay calm down like oh my god but yeah, the, the images were incredible. They're always incredible. He's so photogenic. Um, he's so creative in who he works with. Um, the photographer in these photos was Parker Parker Woods, yeah, who is an absolute legend and does beautiful work. I I just love when beautiful photographers work with like people like Harry Styles that can really push the boundaries. It's such like a beautiful collaborative moment and I don't know. It's just like the epitome of art to me and I'm just obsessed. So those are my two kind of like Harry Styles things this morning. And then just when I thought that things couldn't get any better and that that was like an all-time high was just like a good clapback from Harry Styles, I saw that Taylor Swift had posted as well and I was like, hmm, let's see what's happening. Oh my god, did she drop a small bomb on us. So on her Instagram story, she writes saying, okay, so while my new re-records are not done, my friend Ryan Reynolds asked me if he could use a snippet of one for a LOL-some commercial he wrote. So here's a sneak peek of Love Story, working hard to get the music to you soon. First of all, I'm collapsing on the ground, just that she's trying to get it to us soon. Soon? What does that mean? Soon? Is this like, I'm... I have no words. Second of all, I am in shock. Shock. By how good it was. And I'm just so excited to hear her new stuff. So I'm just so excited about this. Um, It was beautiful. I loved listening to it. I loved getting a sneak peek. I thought that that was really nice of her to like throw that in there. She has just been so giving over this last 
couple of months honestly just like dropping a whole album then dropping um a document uh, a documentary type situation about it and then like saying that she's gonna re-record everything and then giving us the snip like the most generous queen of all time, I'm just saying. So today is like a Styles and Swift day and it's honestly the best kind of day, really. So yeah, those are kind of like my top stories of the day. Um, like I said, I literally recorded this podcast yesterday and I was like, no, we're, we're redoing it because I don't even care like some of the other stuff I needed to talk about. I just really want to talk about these two things. Uh, <laughs> but something that I did want to touch on is the fact that it's December 2nd and I'm feeling very not Christmassy, um, which is very unlike me. I have been dubbed the most festive person by multiple people um, that they've ever known. And I really pride myself in that. I love the Christmas season. Uh, But when it gets to August, I'm usually jamming in the car to Christmas music. I'm like watching people's old Vlogmas videos. I'll like bust out Elf every now and then. So usually I hit Christmas peak excitement like very early in the year. And this year has just been like so messed up that I'm just like not in the Christmas spirit. I have both my Christmas trees up. Well, all three of them actually. I have a small tiny third one. It's fine. I have my stockings up. I have the lights on at night and and I've even watched like a couple of Christmas movies and I just can't get into it and it's, I don't know, it's just like a hard time. So hopefully I can like get that together because I'm just, I'm just very ready to be in the spirit and be very present. Um, I think since I just finished my last day of the, um, the fall semester in my college classes, maybe now that I'm kind of done with that and the stress has kind of like gone down a little bit, maybe I can get into that groove. Um, but for today's topic, I did want to touch on kind of like holidays and feelings and family and like this whole tornado, I would say, that some people kind of deal with. And in addition to this, I wanted to include uh, a couple of things that I've been watching recently that I feel like are really relevant to the topic and also um, that I feel like are really good shows for not only this time of year, but are also great family shows as well. I didn't have to go home for uh, Thanksgiving this year because I moved back here to finish up college. So I live next door. I think a lot of us have just been in this bubble over the pandemic and really just been focusing on ourselves um, and just trying to like stay in, stay safe and, you know, distance ourselves, which I think is great and much needed but I also think that it makes it even harder to then um, reincorporate yourself into like the family dynamic situation and at least for me I found it to be um, very overwhelming at at Thanksgiving just being around a couple of different people. Everything's different this year even with just like that small gathering that we had. I found it really hard to stay social and also um, just to like get into that groove of being social. Usually my interactions with people are on Zoom or, you know, whatever during class time or just like a FaceTime with a friend or something and usually pretty quick and not super drawn out, you know, so I'm not really used to that whole like having to entertain someone and like just being social for more than 20 minutes at a time. Um, So I just found it really overwhelming even with the few people that we like we're socializing with. I think that a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and I think it's something that we really haven't had to deal with before. And you know, with with Christmas coming up also, uh, people are gonna also probably go home for the holidays. And I just wanted to touch on kind of like different family dynamics. And you know, it, I think it's challenging when you're in your 20s, 30s, uh, 
to to go home and feel confident and feel authentic because family members can sometimes put this this pressure on you and I think that that is like hard in general but then on top of being isolated for nine months it, it really has made it a lot more difficult so I just kind of wanted to talk about this and bring it up because I feel like it's important to share our experiences and be able to relate to someone else because a lot of times it can feel like we're the only ones going through stuff like this and I know that there are so many people out there that feel this judgment or feel like they have to earn love from their families or feel like they have to put on this like front of being the best version of themselves whenever they go home or get around family. And that is so hard just in general, but also like on top of it being at the holidays, on top of it being you know, you've been by yourself a lot. It's just a lot. And you know, we, this podcast is called the overwhelmed millennial and it's because I am overwhelmed a lot of the time. And I think that this is like such a great example of that. It can be super hard when you show up to family gatherings and you're just there trying to show your love and support and feel that love and support. And you know, aunt Sally has the audacity and the nerve to come up to you. And you know, if you're single, she's like, why aren't you in a relationship? If you're in a relationship, she's like, well, when are you getting married? If you're not, or if you're already married, she's like, when are you having kids? It's like this constant pressure that people are putting on you, no matter where you are in life, that you should always be like progressing and moving forward. And it's just like so (laughs) toxic and unhealthy. And you know, I'm sure that they're probably coming from a good place. Like they just want you to succeed and prosper in life. But it's, it's just the way that they do it and kind of like the condescending tone that can come with it sometimes. It's just, it's a lot. And like I said, it's literally no matter what place you're in, they're always going to ask you about the next thing. It's always the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And so I feel like it can be hard to feel really confident in where you're at in life uh, and be able to express that when they just walk up to you aunt flip and sally walks up to you and just calls you out on where you're at in life like i'm sorry aunt sally but i'm literally taking it day by day like <laughs> yesterday i couldn't even get out of bed like be grateful that i'm here at thanksgiving you know so i think that that can be hard and that can lead to a lot of stress and anxiety around the holidays and i i think a lot of us kind of well, I, I mean, for me, I kind of forgot that that was part of it um, until Thanksgiving happened. And not even that like there was this big toxic issue at my Thanksgiving, but I just started thinking about how that's like the norm. I just wanted to like touch on it before everybody goes home for Christmas because I just, I feel like everybody is working so hard this year to be in a good place and to stay positive and keep going and take it day by day like that's just what we have to do this year we're just doing our best and we're, we're literally putting on a good face every single day and just like trying our absolute best so when we're met with people that are unaccepting of where we're at and when we're met with people that um are continuously trying to well not really trying to make us feel bad about where we're at but they do right they don't mean to or maybe they do I don't know Aunt Sally could be a bitch I'm not sure but regardless we're met with people that just aren't accepting of where we're at and that can be so frustrating and also it can really do harm to our mental state and whenever we come back home whether that be down the road um in the next town or in the next state wherever that is whenever you come back to your reality it can kind of leave you with this like feeling of well, is this not enough? Like, am I not doing my best? Which can lead to self-doubt and really just like bring in a whole lot of extra problems. That's why I wanted to talk about this today because I feel like it's really relevant and it's something that I've dealt with a lot in the past. So I also just wanted to like put a reminder out there that 
you know, even though all of that can happen and it can really kind of like throw you for a loop, whenever you come home, you definitely are more than allowed to take a day to just kind of regroup, to take a breather, to relax, and to really kind of like see how you're feeling. Sit with yourself and ask yourself like, what really bothered me about what they said? How am I feeling about that? What is my response to it? How did I feel before I even went? Like, how was I doing the day before? Was I happy with my life the day before? Now that I'm back and I'm not gonna like see Aunt Sally for a couple of weeks, am I still feeling like I'm on the right path for me? And that's kind of what you have to do is kind of recenter those values and recenter like how you're feeling about things. And as long as you like where you're at, it really doesn't matter what Aunt Sally says. Sorry for any of the Aunt Sally's out there. I just like had to have like the Karen of the family. But yeah, as long as you're happy with where you're at, like who cares about what they say? And I know that that can be so hard. It's so much easier said than done. And then also I think that moving forward just to stay within your routines. Don't let it bother you to the point where like, you don't want to get out of bed the next day. Just make sure that you're back into your routines, into your life, really integrating yourself back into it. Because after, you know, a weekend or however long of just binging really awesome comfort food, it can be hard sometimes to come back and immediately get back into the swing of things. But as soon as you do that, um, I feel like you're going to feel a lot more grounded and a lot less concerned with what Aunt Sally had to say to you. With all that being said, I wanted to include a TV series and a movie that I've been watching recently that I feel like are very relevant to this topic. They are shows that I'm really passionate about also and that I really wanted to talk about, so it kind of just worked really well to kind of integrate it all into one. Um, so the movie that I'm going to be talking about first is The Happiest Season on Hulu, and then I'm going to finish up with the TV series Shit's Creek. But yeah, so I am going to start with The Happiest Season. I will say if you haven't seen these, you definitely should. There are going to be some spoilers in there, so if you want to come back, um, maybe you can. But also, I feel like the message is just very good if you don't even plan on watching this movie or this TV series. I just feel like the messages within them are really valuable around this time of the year, and there's something that you can use to your advantage. So that's why I wanted to talk about them today. So starting out with The Happiest Season on Hulu, I thought that the show was so funny, so brilliant, so beautiful, and just like a story that really needed to be told and just something that we needed to see. Um, if you don't know, it has Kristen Stewart in it and um, Kristen Stewart plays the girlfriend or serious love of, I can't remember the other actress's name, but they're a lesbian couple and uh, Kristen Stewart is going home with the other girl for... Uh, the holidays and on the way there the other girl says hey just to let you know my family doesn't know I'm dating anybody much less that I'm gay and so Chris and Seward's like oh snap like we're already here awesome so it just kind of follows their journey along that endeavor and the reason that I wanted to bring this up is because again um, no matter where you are in life whether it's that you haven't come out to your parents or it's that you're dating somebody and like you don't want them to know about it or you know you aren't dating anybody and you don't want people to ask about that no matter what it is like I feel like a lot of families have this judgmental like attitude and it causes a lot of like unrealistic pressure to be put on ourselves from ourselves and also from the family and it's really sad and not only that it's so hard when you finally feel authentically yourself to then feel like you can't be that person or that you have to put on this front for grandma or whoever it is and so I feel like this story really told that and um, really showcased it from both sides 
uh, Kristen Stewart has this like upbringing of um, very positive parents. They were like so supportive and like happy for her. And then again, the other girl didn't even feel like she could tell her parents, uh, even though she was bringing her girlfriend home with her, she still didn't feel comfortable enough to tell them. And it's this constant like sibling rivalry and just trying to like prove that they're worthy of love from their parents it's just it's very heartbreaking but done in such like a comical fun uplifting way I think that it really shows the differences of um how family structures are you know to have this like very supportive loving family on one side and then this family that's very judgy and very just like has to be perfect everything has to be like this picturesque vibe that can just be so hard to navigate your way through and again like having to hide who you are even for Kristen Stewart's character you know she was coming home with her girlfriend you know so she's already been out of the closet been living her best life, her family supports her, and then, like, to kind of have to bottle herself up and, like, figuratively go back in the closet for a little bit. That's so hard, and I can't even imagine how sad it is and how hard it is for people to have to feel like that going home to their families. So, if you haven't seen The Happiest Season, I very highly recommend it. Um, I thought it was a 10 out of 10, and also, I, I loved Kristen Stewart in it, which, you know, she kind of, like, ruined everything for me when she was Bella in Twilight, and I just haven't forgiven her for messing that up since then but you know what now I'm into it I like her I thought she was great I just thought that it shed a lot of light on a lot of really serious issues but just made it really fun and again uplifting so it's a great family show um I would highly recommend and also it has Dan Levy in it and I'm obsessed with Dan Levy as of recently because of my next show Schitt's Creek. If you haven't seen it, which I mean you should, but if you haven't seen it, it is about uh, this family that is living so extravagantly. They're rich. They have this mansion. They're all about money and all about their business that they've grown. And in the first episode, within the first minute of the show, you find out that they have lost everything and they have to move to this town named Schitt's Creek. And they're big uppity people and they kind of have to navigate, you know, having no money and living the life of small town people. And through that, they kind of learn to appreciate um, the value of a dollar, the value of the people around you, and just like a lot of important life lessons that I think are crucial to this time in our lives. I think that it's important to tell you guys how hard it is for me to start a TV series, a new one, because I can't remember the characters' names to save my life. It's very hard for me to, like, get attached to people. I mean, I guess in general, that does sound like kind of a personal problem that I probably need to talk to my therapist about. But (laughs) in this case, like, even with The Bachelorette, Bachelor, I don't know any of the guys or the girls' names until, like, I don't know, Final Four. Like, right now, I know um, Bennett. Who else? Uh, What's his name? Noah. Okay, I know two people's names from The Bachelorette. So it's really hard for me to start a TV series and fall in love with people and to fall in love with the storyline. It just all has to, like, the stars have to literally flip in a line for me to start and be obsessed with a TV show very quickly. Uh, Schitt's Creek, I just... I was literally on Netflix for days trying to find something to watch. The first couple of episodes, I was kind of like, eh. But then, but then, I was obsessed. In a... in a hardcore kind of way. And I think that this is a great show for this time of the year, especially, but it's just like such a perfect pandemic show. Um, because 
there's such like an emphasis on growth and family values and acceptance and it's just a show that everyone really needs to see. It promotes individuality and being your truest, most authentic self and just that acceptance within a community and within a family. I should also say this, that whenever I finish a TV show that or a movie that I'm so obsessed with, I will immediately go to YouTube and watch every single interview that has to do with that movie or TV show or the writer or, you know, whoever, the actor, whatever. I become so saddened by the show or the movie ending, even though it took me forever to get into it, that I will then become a, that obsessed. So, of course, this happened here. Um, I've watched every, like, Dan Levy, every Shit's Creek, every, like, every single interview about it. Through this, I have found a multitude of things that I'm going to be talking about today, but one of my favorites is that this show is a perfect show with a perfect cast, and Dan, Dan Levy decided to end it after six seasons to ensure that the viewer loved it just as much on the last day as they did the first day, and I think that is so... I don't want to say noble because that's like far, but it's, it's such a great honorable decision because a lot of TV shows like The Office, like Grey's Anatomy, um, How I Met Your Mother, all of these TV shows, you're like, oh yeah, I loved it until like season whatever. And then like, eh, it kind of got whatever for me. Like, honestly, the amount of times I've tried to watch a One Tree Hill and I can't get past season like six, I think it's bad. So the fact that he wanted to end it to ensure that every episode was just as good as the previous one and they were all that amazing just really spoke volumes to me and made me love the show even more. I think that it's a great message for this time of the year in particular because in addition to having an emphasis on the values and acceptance, it really emphasizes that money is nothing and that family is everything. Also, I think it's such a perfect parallel to the pandemic because it was this um, extravagant family that had all the money in the world that was traveling, that was buying, that was going and doing and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden they lose all their money and they're just forced to live in a motel with a shared like door in the middle, one of those like adjoining rooms. So I think it's a perfect parallel to the pandemic because that's kind of what happened to the world. Also, fun fact that I found out while I was like in season three is that um, the writer, Dan Levy, who plays David, uh, David, his dad in the show, Johnny, and one of the other um, actresses that works at the cafe, Twyla, they're all family. So the girl that plays Twyla is Dan's sister and his dad in the show is his dad in real life. So that was super fun to find out and also like just really made the show for me. And I really appreciated about the show that it uh, told a story that had been done so many times before, but it made it into something totally new and just kind of transformed it into like the ultimate comfort show. In another interview, Dan Levy said that usually the gay couple ends up being the butt of the joke or has an ending that is tragic and he really didn't want to portray that or even bring attention to any homophobia or bigotry. It just like created this world that was better than the one that we live in and it was just so beautiful to like be able to experience that even in one scene there is two men and they're standing very close together and kind of like canoodling in the corner of a store and in the background you see a customer come in and they're just in the background but me as the viewer immediately got very protective of the two men and I was just like oh my gosh please don't like ruin their moment just like 
keep your opinions to yourself. Like that's, that's how I felt. Like I was kind of like got stressed and like tension in my shoulders for a second and the woman just came in and shopped and then left I don't know the fact that they didn't bring any attention to the negativity it just created such like a beautiful wonderful space and again it 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 really made the show feel safe and comfortable and just like the ultimate comfort show so I just thought that was really interesting and such like a unique way to do a show to not even draw attention to any of that and just really be powerful and uplifting just on its own and I know I kind of touched on this earlier but of course it teaches us just to be ourselves and whoever we want to be to the fullest extent and that if you know you're not around people that accept you for being the fullest and like biggest version of yourself then they're not your people like don't dull yourself down don't make yourself smaller to fit into other people's lives that's not how it should be and I think that again that's so important and relevant to the topic today because when you're around family you can feel like you have to be the smaller version of yourself and I just think that if they can't accept you for that then they don't deserve you because I just think that you should be able to shine as bright as you can and not feel guilty about that or not feel like you can't so I just thought that the show really Um, did a nice portrayal of that. Also something else that I found really empowering in the show was that um, one of the lead women, uh, Alexis, she ends up at the end breaking up with her boyfriend who she thinks she's going to marry because she wants to grow her career and like develop more personal growth. And I think that that's such like an important story that doesn't get told. Usually the ending of a female character's storyline is that they finally find their like Prince Charming and get married. And like, you know, that's not always the case. And not only that, it's sometimes not what the, um, the female lead will choose for herself in in an everyday situation, you know? So I thought that that was amazing that that was portrayed, that she broke it off so that way she could grow and shine her brightest self. And I think that that's such a great message. Lastly, uh, Noah Reed, who plays Patrick, he did a rendition of Tina Turner's Simply the Best. And I can't talk about it for too long because I'll literally start bawling my eyes out. But it's such a great song. And every time that I listen to it, I literally cry. Like I can't talk about it anymore because it's so beautiful. I watched that scene over and over and over again. I just, I, I can't recommend Shit's Creek enough, honestly. You will love it. You will love it. And also, um, I always get told that I'm just like too nice and um, that I'm too forgiving all the stuff. And really what the show kind of taught me is that I think that I belong in Canada, ladies and gentlemen. I have such a love for other Canadians like Caitlin Bristow, Bieber, Jim Carrey, Ryan Gosling and Reynolds and Estee Lalonde, literally the entire cast of Schitt's Creek. Amazing people and I just think that they're my crowd, you know? (laughs) I think that like I need to um, have a Texas to Canada or bus party after I graduate because I feel like that might be where I'm supposed to be with the people that apologize and say sorry all the time. Also, my last fact about Schitt's Creek that I'm going to share is that Catherine O'Hara she plays Moira who is probably my favorite character out of the show uh is the same person as the mom from Home Alone what also there's this like side by side she does a TikTok of um her doing the like famous scene from Home Alone where she realizes that he's missing and she like faints backwards incredible honestly incredible so just to kind of wrap up what we talked about today do not let yourself feel small or feel like wherever you're at in life 
is not good enough or is wrong because no matter what, no matter even if you're like, oh, I wish I was somewhere else. I wish I was like progressing like the people in my family wish that I would. Even if you feel that way, you are where you're at right now for a reason. So don't forget that and don't dull yourself down to try to fit somebody else's mold. Be yourself and be proud of that. And if Aunt Sally can't leave you the hell alone, maybe enlist the help of another relative and be like, hey, Aunt Sally is really freaking drilling into me today. Can I just like stand by you? Or maybe like anytime you see me with Aunt Sally, can you just like come over and interrupt? Enlist the help of somebody else because you don't deserve to be talked down to like that. Or if you feel comfortable enough, you can just tell Aunt Sally. Be like, Aunt Sally, I know that you're just looking out for me, but I literally don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow and I'm just trying to do my best every single day and, you know, I love where I'm at and I hope that you can support me in that. See what she says. See what happens. Maybe you'll open her eyeballs a little bit more. So that is going to be it for today's podcast, you guys. If you are feeling overwhelmed, join the club. Subscribe or follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or anywhere else that you listen to your podcasts. And if you like the episode, leave a five-star review down below and let me know. If you have a topic that you want to chat about or you need advice on, maybe about the upcoming holidays, um, send me an email at helpimoverwhelmed at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week. Bye!